You're listening to the Empowering Process Podcast with your host, Gail Kraft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome your host, Gail Kraft. Hey, everybody. Thank you for coming. This is Gail Kraft from the Empowering Process Podcast. And I have with me another coach, a dear friend, and it's Ari Bly. Let me tell you a little bit about Ari and what we're going to talk about. So she's an alignment coach for the analytical mind, right? So if you like to put your ducks in a row, she's the one to go to. She's a TEDx speaker and leadership and success keynote speaker. So if you need someone to show up at one of your events, she's the one. Ari is an alignment coach helping her clients identify and develop their unique superpowers so they can create sustainable success for themselves and others. Sustainable is the key word. Alignment is about recognizing where you lead at your best, identifying your next learning and growth opportunities and exploring how to support those around you. You'll find success, become an even more effective leader and show up authentically as you evolve through your career. Welcome, Ari. We're going to talk about you, fear of the future today, right? Absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you know how much I love F words. That was in my TEDx talk. And so fear of the future is a fun one too. Yeah, fear Explore. of the future is fun. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. It's great. It's great. And I'm just going to keep taking notes as we talk. Um, we chit chatted a little bit about how, um, Fear of the future never goes away. And no matter how successful you are, you know, when you look at these people that are, I like to use Tony Robbins because he's just so dynamic and so big physically, yes. but energetically as well. You don't think he has a fear of the future. If you watch what he does before he gets on stage, he's shaking that up. He's bouncing on a trampoline to get his energy up, right? Yes. He's got certain meditation routines he goes through to, to go through that. Um, and my other great example, and then we'll talk, talk some more. If you don't know who this is, look him up, Sir Walter Olivier. He was a very famous Shakespearean actor, yes. an amazing actor. And he would throw up before going on stage every time. And he never faced the audience directly. Yes, I never knew a, that. Yes, yes. So, yeah. right. So he faced fear every night that he was on stage. So, Fear of the future is not unique to you. So um, you were talking about facing that over and over and over again. Definitely. I think anytime you're changing in your career, you know, when you're taking on a new role or, you know, I was an actuary for 25 years and I bounced from you know, a fairly comfortable insurance company job to consulting totally different, different skill set. And there's fear there, you, you know, but it was wrapped in excitement. It's like, I want to try something new. I have no idea if I'm going to be good at this. Let me see. And then we had the opportunity to move to Brazil. Totally different. I grew up in Wyoming. I don't know if you know, Wyoming has like more sheep than people. And I lived in a city of 20 million people. I'm like, this is way out of my comfort zone very scared. I mean, you hear a lot of stories about the big cities and they're dangerous and, 
But by facing that, you find so many other elements of, you know, what you're going through that you're like, this is, what was I scared of again? Why did I have that fear? When you're looking back on it, it's hard to pinpoint what that fear was, but it's really taking the initiative or the, the, I guess, being confident enough to kind of step into it and think, okay, if this goes south, which sometimes it does, I can step into the right direction and and get on my feet again. Absolutely. Um, I have a very dear friend who um, we actually did a podcast on fear and she challenged herself to do something fearful every single day for a year. And so for 365 days, she's a girl. And my commitment to me was whatever came to mind, no matter what it was, when I woke up, that's the one I had to face. No negotiating. No. And it's a little toughy. She said, you know, at first it was pretty awful. (laughs) Right. She said, now she is out there. She has, she doesn't care. She really doesn't care. She has this incredibly successful, um, authorship business like for women mm-hmm. and you join her group she's got a dozen books going on at any given time what book suits you you want to do a chapter there you go she promotes it's always a bestseller because she yeah. doesn't care anymore right right, right. She, she knows how to overcome her fear and move through it anyway Yes. Right. Yes. Now I'm not suggesting that we do that. (laughs) I love that challenge. I'd be curious, you know, how the fear feels different at the end of doing that for a year than it did at the beginning. But, um, I can tell you, so I, um, actually did NLP for my fear. Right. Um, and that is actually doing timeline work. So it's going back to the root of fear. Like where did, did your, inappropriate fear because fear has its place you don't want to be walking into the fire going i'm not afraid of you right (laughs) right (laughs) right but inappropriate fear where did the root of that happen um and then through the exercise release that and i'll give you the story that happened that weekend so i'm at a retreat in the desert in the middle of arizona with some women a bunch of us driving i'm driving them to vegas and then i'm going home to san diego Mm-hmm. And we're talking and I'm going the speed limit, I think. And at one point I'm like, okay, I'm getting confused on the roads here. I'm, I'm not sure where we need to go. I think I would like directions. Next thing I know there's the police officer behind <laughs> me. Now in the past, I would get that adrenaline rush, right? right. Not at all. None of us, right? We pulled over and okay, we're going to get directions. That's right. what came to mind. Right. Right. Not that yes. I'm going to get a ticket. Right. And so the officer came over and license and registration I gave him. And we start with the timeline talk. Gail, tell him your dragon was driving. I'm like, I don't think he'll believe that. So no. <laughs> let's do timeline work. Let's go back to when you got gas and recontextualize this so that you know, this didn't happen. I'm like, we can do that in our mind, but I don't think we can translate it to the third dimension. Right. Right. He's still here. (laughs) Right. He's still here. Right. He's right me up. So, and then one of the other women said, well, shame on him for doing this. Let's send him shame. I said, no, let's send him love. Well, here we go. Five of us. 
we're going to send him so much love that he's going to be overwhelmed with love. And can you imagine he's going to walk to his precinct and dump this love throughout the precinct and all the officers in there are going to feel this joy. And they're going, by the time we were done, the whole state of Arizona was going to feel all love, right? Right. Meanwhile, like he's right glowing, yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Because I didn't have any, it never occurred to me that anything bad was going to happen to me, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when you do timeline work, you're gathering the lesson and the gift. Yep. He, he comes over to me and he says, I have a gift for you. Everyone in the car, shut up. We're like, what? <laughs> Let this be a lesson to you. I'm like, oh, crap. He goes, I'm giving you a ticket for failure to obey the traffic sign versus a speeding ticket. Mm. I was going 70 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone. Wow. If he gave me a speeding ticket, he would have had to put me in jail. Yeah. Right? So that was a huge. Then he said, do you need directions? What? He asked you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so. I swear it's because I didn't have the fear, right? Yep. There were no, ne- I mean, there were not only no negative emotions, but I'm sure he heard us. Pushing right? the positive, yeah. Right, pushing the positive, laughing about the fact that I'm getting a ticket. When we were done, <laughs> we're driving to, to Vegas and one of the women says, let's do this again. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so find another adventure. Yes. Right? Let's, yeah, let's do something different. The point being, <laughs> right, the fear was not there, mm-hmm. right? Because it would have been inappropriate for me to fear the consequences of my actions. Right. 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 And, um, and so, oh, by the way, everyone pitched in for the ticket because it was so entertaining. <laughs> yes right um but this kind of thing can happen when you start to release the fear and take a look at it right a fear of the future that's specifically what we're we're talking about today um the unknown is both scary and exciting you talked about excitement yeah right and do you know that those emotions are exactly the same yes Yes. It's how we respond to them. Right. Yeah. So what are some of the things that, that you can talk about where you um, faced fear that you realized that you were afraid of a choice that you're about to make? And um, what did you do to, because you didn't do timeline work. (laughs) No, no. I think um, so, well, one recent one, I, I was a very, very shy kid growing up. There was no way you would get me to say, may I have fries at McDonald's when that's their job <laughs> to give me fries. And I was absolutely afraid of, you know, putting myself out there. Um, so, you know, as I got through my schooling and my career, I kind of started, you know, getting more confident, but to put me on a stage. I'm also, I'm an analytical person. I'm a numbers person. I'm not a words person, but, um, when I started thinking, you know what, I think it would be a fun challenge to see if I could do a TEDx talk. And I had an idea, I had a message and I thought, you know, why not? What's, what's the worst that can happen is one of the ways that I kind of face that fear. I'm like, okay, well, 
what's the worst that can happen? They could, they could say no. Okay. Maybe the worst is that I end up on the stage and and then I have to figure out how the hell to to do a talk, but, um, you know, so there was some of that, um, is it Tim Ferriss that calls it kind of fear setting, you know, it's like, okay, what's the worst and what's the, you know, they're not going to like have somebody come, you know, drag me away and arrest me because I submitted a very bad proposal (laughs) for the talk. Um, so, so yeah. So one thing I think is, is knowing what I was afraid of and knowing that fear is something that you can kind of learn your way out. I, I was afraid of speaking because I didn't have the skills to speak to tell a story, to stand on a stage and be comfortable in that space. And so, you know, I thought, okay, well, the worst case is if I get it, I can always say no, if I really, really don't want to. Um, but then when I you know, had the opportunity, I was like, all right, well, let's see what happens. Worst case is I'm the worst speaker on the stage. There's eight other, or actually there were 12 other speakers. The audience will still be entertained. it's not all up to me. So, yeah. So it was all, you know, some of that fear setting of going, okay, what's the best case? What's the worst case? And can I live with both of those? Yeah, I think so. And it's what, 15 minutes. It's not like you have to fill the whole day. Right. Right. And I did what I could once I, you know, I was like, okay, I have six weeks to the point when I'm on the stage and I knew what I needed to do to kind of get myself comfortable with that, to do the practice that I needed to, um, you know, get the coaching that I needed to get comfortable with how this is going to look and to be okay with it, not being perfect. I think was the other thing. Right. Yeah. Yes. Perfection. I'm not good enough. I just did a post today about not being good enough. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's incremental improvements. I was not the best TEDx speaker out there by far. I'm very proud of the fact that I did it. And if I ever do another one, it's going to be a heck of a lot better. Right. But right. I did it. I took the first step and I, and next time I will still be scared. I will still kind of be sitting in the green room going, okay, breathe. <laughs> you know, this, you can do this talking myself off the ledge and then, you know, stepping into that unknown, see how it goes. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but so I've, I've, I have no problem speaking. It's really funny. I found that out. I'll tell you the story how I discovered that by mistake. Um, (laughs) But I can prepare until the cows come home. When I get up on stage, I throw the whole thing out. Right. Even if I have notes and PowerPoints, (laughs) don't even go by them. Lots of fun, right? Because I read the audience. Right. Yeah. And, and I respond to what I, the energy and the vibes that I'm getting from the audience. So the subject matter and what I deliver, and I will have certain points that I will make, but right. in general, it, it's shooting from the hip and I, and, and I'm good at it. You can, in fact, this has happened many times. I first, I used to belong to B and I, and it was one time both speakers didn't show up and there's two speakers yeah. At B&I. And so now you've got 16 minutes empty. Right. And so they're like, Does anyone want to fill this space? I'm like, I'll do it. Sure. And at the end, the director was there, the area director. He goes, I've not been so psyched up. You've got me going. I'm going to go out and really kill it today. Right. Great. Right. Because I just like, it's better than dead air. 
right? Hey, right. <laughs> Whatever I have to say, you know. And um, you know that everybody in the audience was like, whew, not me. God, it wasn't me, <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you, Gail, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So, um, so my, my um, fear of speaking, so I was the same way, did not want to be you know, I'm the backdoor person, you know, I worked, I managed the accounting department, the, I worked in the controls department at John Hancock, and then mm-hmm. ended up in uh, the marketing department managing the trainers. Yep. And my boss had all of the regional managers in, so all of the big guys were in for some training. And her trainer that was supposed to present to them didn't come in. And she came over to me, she goes, you're filling that spot today. And I went, no, I'm a manager. I'm not a trainer. I have trainers. If you need a trainer, no, I want my seniors there and you need to do this. You know, the material. And I'm like, no, don't put me. (laughs) And she's like, yes, you're doing it. Right. So here I am. I'm in front of these men. I don't think there was a woman in the group. Right. Mm -hmm. And talking about insurance (laughs) right and how do you make that exciting I made it interesting right 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 I'm drawing on the board I'm walking back and forth now the first couple of minutes I was shitting my pants (laughs) Right. right 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 but once I got out of me and that's the key is get get out of your ego Right. Once my ego realized I wasn't going to stop, it let me go. Right. Right. It It, (laughs) concedes. It's like, all right, fine. We're we're, (laughs) going to do this, right? No matter what. So, all right, now I'm going to support her. And that's exactly what happened. Um, And my boss is in the back giving me the sign that it's time to stop. Right. Because I had no plan. Right. Right. So, So you know, I figured out how to wrap it up. She took me on the road with her all the time after that. (laughs) <laughs> love it right right yes. so you know I became the 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 key speaker you know and so I used to have like toys in my I always wore a dress that had pockets hmm. with to- little toys in it because if you if you participated I gave you a toy and you couldn't participate anymore right right, right. to be sure that the audience was was paying attention it's not just a few people answering and the rest yeah. of the group was like Oh crap, I'm she's gonna, gonna do to that. Talk. Eventually it's gonna be me, right? <laughs> only I'll me. Be the only one right? without a toy. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, so sometimes you're thrown into a situation that you're afraid of and you realize that it's not really a problem for you. In fact, I have a gift for that. And I would never have discovered that. Right. If she right. didn't throw me in and and I didn't leave the office. I mean, I was, I was ready to go home, (laughs) didn't know, right? Um, And then my move out to California, um, when I lived in New England, right? Um, I planned it, I was strategic about how I was going to do it, how I was going to manage work, so that they weren't impacted. And someone came up to me and, and looked at me, goes, I heard you moving 3000 miles away. I'm like, that's true. And he's like, that is so brave. And I looked yeah. at him and I, and, and I said, okay, I'll have clothes on my back because I already have clothes. Right. I have a roof over my head that's already planned for. I probably will have food in my mouth. Right. What's there to be afraid of? 
Absolutely. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But I had gone through and I, it never once occurred to me there to be afraid as well. And that's interesting because what's fearful to you may not be fearful to me. Right. right. So right. never discount someone else's fear. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are yeah. some of the things that we, when you work with clients, because you approach coaching from an, a more analytical perspective than I do, what are some of the tools that you bring forth to help your clients um, get past that fear and take that step? Yeah, well, I think one of the things, especially since we're talking about fear of the future, is a lot of people are, you know, there's, there's a great exercise, you know, of bucketing kind of what you can control and what you can't and, and focusing on the things. But I found a lot of people are worried about the future that they don't even know what it is. Like it's not tangible yet. So you can't even say, can I control this or can I not? Right. They're trying to put their arms around something that doesn't yet exist. And that's so hard because it may or may not exist in the future, but that's where going back to, like you were saying, like the planning for it, like you can be prepared for something like that, that might show up, but what can you do today is face what is right in front of you and the choices for what you can control. And, and do you want to head in the direction of that unknown? Sometimes it's a very positive thing that they want to head for. Okay. So what can you control to, to make that more likely? Or if it's something that you want to stay away from, how do you plan your path and, and choose some steps that are hopefully going to move you around as opposed to having to face it. But it's, it's that getting more clarity on what is real and what is a figment of your imagination right now, because right. you cannot act on figments. So, so now we're going to getting into Gail's woo woo because <laughs> everything is a figment of your imagination, including mm -hmm. your memory because you yes. remember something from your perspective. This is why police officers, eyewitnesses are the worst. Right. Because everyone in right. the room will give you a different story. Absolutely. Right, right? because Absolutely. you're bringing your own filters, your own beliefs, and I can go on and on. Um, I play the mirror and it's almost like a devil's advocate, I guess you would say. Yeah. And, and I will utilize uh, tools called quantum linguistics. So it's asking questions in a way that gets your brain like twisted, right? Because you're like, what yeah. did you ask me? <laughs> right? Like, right. Let me heard, think about heard me. You heard me, right? Don't try to mm -hmm. understand it. Listen to my words and answer just what I asked you. Um, and in being a mirror, I just did this with my daughter this, this week. She says, I, you know, I want your opinion of, I'm, you're not going to get my opinion, but I'll help you figure out yours. Right. 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 And a mirror is someone who will just sit there and say, well, you know, what will happen if this takes place? Well, what's the worst that you know about? You mentioned that that could happen. Yeah. Right. And if yeah. that happened, what does that mean to you? Is it that important? Are you right. really that comfortable in your situation today? How uncomfortable is this compared to how uncomfortable is that? Absolutely. Right. And right. can you find the joy in that uncomfortableness? Right. Because there yeah. is joy, right? The joy yes. of success. 
Um, I was speaking with a woman this week who is, who's, she's got a, a big weight problem. She wanted to talk to me about 75 hard and I don't want her to do 75 hard. She will not mm -hmm. make it and she will then feel shitty about herself. And we don't right. want that. And right. I was very honest with her. I said, it's too hard for you to do 75 hard, but we can take components of it. And let's right. see what you can do because success breeds success. Right. Right. And right. so you'll build up to where you can do it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so she made some agreements. I put her in the group. I said, you know, take a look at, you know, especially there's one woman in there who had the same issue and she looks amazing. She's still working out like crazy, but she's been working on it for like three years now. Right. Wow. Um, yeah. but she's in the group and she will, you know, post a post, you know, a selfie and talk about, you know, what she's doing. She'll do a headstand in the water at the beach in Florida. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. Look what I can do now. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I said, just go in and stalk these people and see what they're doing. Right. Right. But know that right. they did it gradually. They didn't jump into 7,500. Right. 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 You really have to do it and you not without guidance. And so we talked about a nutrition coach and a personal trainer and, you know, getting the right people yes. lined up so that you can move forward. Um, and so her fear of the future is not getting healthy, mm, right? right? Right, her right. fear of the future is not having a future. Right. Right, but right. she's so locked into that fear that she is feeding it. And this is what happens with a lot of folks. Um, one of the things that you learn through NLP is you have uh, sub modalities, if you will, mm -hmm. right? That are even beneath your belief system, right? right? And these sub modalities really determine how you approach things. And so listen to your language, right? Right. If you are moving towards a goal, you will get there. If you are moving away from a pain, you will not get there because here's right. what happens. And we'll use, I'm sorry, Oprah, you're the perfect example because your <laughs> weight goes up and down like a yo-yo and here's why. You don't yeah. move towards making healthy choices for my body today. You move towards losing weight. And so if right. you take a look at, and, and Ari, you love this. If you take a look at the scale, you go up and your subconscious goes, I've lost weight. I'm done. Bam. Right. 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 And then Whereas, you end up back where you were. Exactly. Whereas if you're, am I making a healthy choice today? Yes. Am I making a healthy choice today? No. Okay. I want to make healthy choices. And so, no, it's not a straight line, but you start going towards that goal right. because of your language that you're using, but you're right. struggling with the sub modality that you need to consciously address until you change that sub modality. Right. 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 And it's more difficult than changing a belief. I believe it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 And so you move in, if you have a tendency to move away, motivation can be a move, move away from pain, right? She was very successful because she moved away from being a black nothing. Right. Right. And she right. moved away from that with all of her might and with all of her, all of her heart. And she was incredibly successful and she is someone to admire, but it's yeah. from moving away from. Right. 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 Um, that was her driver. Yeah. You know, it can work for some people. Right. Right. 
But I, I do agree with that because when you're moving, <clears throat> I tend to think in landscapes, like there's a lot of directions you can go. So if you're moving away from one point, you could go to the left or to the right, and that'll take you away from that. But is it really heading you towards where you want to be? So, right. you know, if, if you're looking at that point in the distance, you're like, okay, I want to get there. It's a very different mindset of saying, okay, I could go to the left and then kind of angle around, you know, this circle, circular way. I could go straight at it. You have options to get there, but you're always still have that future in mind. You're not kind of looking at the, where you don't want to be. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It's really um, where your focus goes, energy <clears throat> flows. Right. It's, yeah. And it's a, it's a fact we are um, energetic beings. So one of the, the things that um, I see anyway, with the fear of the future is fear of judgment. Mm. Yes. yes. and that was a big one for me I have to admit in my younger days um you know you won't love me if I if I do this right right um I'll lose my friends if I do this right right um I'll be alone if I do this right yes and um until I got to the point well well is this something that I that's in my heart that I want to do am I not doing something that is screaming to me to do because of judgment of others what would what would happen if i lost right that friendship that love that that relationship that whatever what would happen right and what i discovered is yes you do lose them a lot of times and then amazing people i the friends that i have right now ari you're one of them who i would never in a million years have thought that i would be associating with this caliber of people right oh i totally agree yeah right right yeah and it's not to discount the people who were in my life during that season right right? it is that i'm going on a path that's not congruent with the path that you're on anymore and we were together um i have a dear friend he says life is a tree he goes and it grows and then the branches go yeah. and then the branches go, right? He wrote a whole book on it and he hasn't published it yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah right? No, I, I think that's absolutely true. And, you know, sometimes it is a choice for kind of moving away. And sometimes, you know, I lost a brother when I was 16. Like my future was one thing. And then because of a car accident, it's a totally different future. You can't plan for it. Right. And I wouldn't change it. You know, it's like, okay, I learned a lot while, you know, I had him in my life. Right. And I can take that and move forward. You can do that, whether you make the choice to move on from a relationship or from, you know, having people, but I think you're right. A lot of times when we look at making a change, you know, to make our future, something different, we look at the people around us and, you know, how they're going to react. And we put more weight on that rather than what that change is going to mean for us. Right. And that change may well inspire them to make a similar change. It may well bring them along and it may send them on a separate path. You can't control that kind of thing. You could influence, you could share your story with them and maybe inspire them to, to make a similar change if they're stuck in something. Yeah. I I, I, I recently inspired someone to get healthy, lose weight and get healthy because uh, not only did I do the 75 hard, but I continue to work out 
yeah. right? Three times a week. I continue to watch my, my intake, you know, and I, I gained, you know, five or six pounds while I was on vacation. That's no big deal. It's coming off. Right. right. Um, and right. to see someone else look at me and say, well, if you can do it, I can do it. I'm like, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. I had someone say that to me years ago. I did my first triathlon and I was not in the best shape. I was, you know, probably 20 pounds overweight, but I did it. Right. And a friend of mine who was incredible shape, he worked out every day. He could do everything. He's like, well, if you can do that, I could do it. I'm like, Yes. yes. So go ahead. Go it's for like, it. If this is what you want to do, right? right? Right. Right. So that inspiration is huge. And it's, you know, sometimes it takes you to be the first one to face that fear of the future and to be like, you know what? I'm just going to see what happens. Right. And the other people are like, oh, they didn't fall off the cliff. Oh my God. Maybe I can here. do it. In fact, they yeah. showed up at dinner, right? right? They didn't disappear, right? right? Or, you know, I have a dear friend and, and I use his analogy frequently now. Um, we were having a powerful conversation. He's an amazing speaker, just like crazy. Um, and he said, Gil, I'm just reaching my hand down. You can grab it anytime. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm coming with you. However, <laughs> yeah, not in the way that he was thinking at the time. Um, and to have friends like that, yes. who, right? And sometimes he calls me and like, I need some counseling. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And sometimes I call him, I need, I need a sounding board. He goes, I'm here for you, always here for you, right? Absolutely. Those kinds of relationships, and we won't talk for months. And then I'll be like, you okay, have five minutes? And he's like, yep, cool. Yeah. And he'll drop everything. Right. right to have right. those five minutes. And he is huge. Uh, huge right. speaker. Yeah. Right? And but it's important and... to know that we're not alone. A lot of times we, we see what's coming in the future and we get that tunnel vision and we forget to look around at our allies and the people that either are already kind of ahead of us and that can, you know, give us some tips and help us along or our cheerleaders or someone that might lock arms with us and say, let's, you know, Thelma and Louise, let's do this together. Yeah, you know? collaboration. And that's, you know, and, the, and that's the thing. If you have something that you're looking at, um, and sometimes the fear of the future is you don't feel that you have control over what's coming. Um, right. I used to say, and I still believe this, but I don't say it anymore, that when you're planning on doing something, making a change, you're in the snow, it snows of Colorado, right? Yeah. And you make your little snowball, you're planning, right? And you start to roll it and make sure that it's nice and round down the hill, right? Next thing you know that you're beside it, right? Yeah, and pretty strong. soon you're either chasing it or it's chasing you, <laughs> right? But yes. the dynamics changes, it's going down that hill, right? Yes. That's the part that scared the bejesus out of me when I used to plan. I knew that I know that I'm a manifester. I know that I make things happen. Any place that any company I worked for, if you said describe Gail, they'd say she'd make it happen. You got something you need done, give it to Gail. Yeah. She'll make it happen, right? And so, because I'm, I'm not afraid of looking at the alternatives and figuring out how to make it happen and what team to bring in. And, right. But I am afraid of 
once that baby's going, then what? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And sometimes when that snowball is going, you may not have made the snowball, but it's going. Right. And if you don't run along with it, it is going to run over you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so the ability to plan like, like Ari would, um, I am again about risk, right? What, are, what, are, what's the worst thing that could happen and what can you do about it? When you practice these skills, when the snowball is coming at you, you have the skill set to jump out of the way and run beside it. Right. 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 Or let it go. If it's not, if it's not your snowball. Right. right. Step not aside. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. Not my baby. You go for it. I'm going to do this one over here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's okay to change your mind at any point. Definitely. At any right. point. Right. Right. Um, there are people looking to grab onto that snowball and right. you're kind of in their way. You're like, oh, you know what? Your turn. This is yours. Yeah. Take it. Tag. Take it. Yep. It's in yeah. good shape right now. You can do with it what you want. Um, this year is a perfect example of me giving myself permission. Um, mm. At the end of the year, November is when I do my business planning and I take a look at how did I do, what were my customers, you know, what do I want to change, you know, do I want to continue moving forward, what do I want to do, what do I st- want to stop doing, that type of thing. Yeah. And my pricing, and I changed my pricing. I went on my road trip. And I'm like, yeah, nope, blowing it all out of the water, changing everything. wow right yeah just like nope nope completely changed my packages completely changed my packages completely changed my pricing um i was like no this doesn't feel right i'm 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 gonna change it to this to this so i have two one-hour sessions and i never had single sessions Mm. one if you want to go and have coffee with me and we don't have to we can be like we're having coffee right now right right Um, you want to have coffee with me and we can just talk three things through. And the other is my, you know, walk the talk program. And in walk the talk, there's a couple of outdoor NLP exercises that we will do that will help you break through, um, whatever's holding you back. You, you will get a different perspective. So I don't want to say breakthrough. You get a different perspective right. based on these exercises, but you have to be walking to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, but, and those are things that you hadn't no. done for a while. No, Yeah. I never did the walk the talk. Never. Okay. No, I, you know, it was one, one exercise. I'm like, you know, um, I don't see the value in it. And then I thought there is value in this. Um, and then how can I do it for my clients who are not physically with me? Right. 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 Um, and I have done that with a, a friend in California we've like, done the video and would like when I was doing 75 hard, right? Right. Walk together. Right. I had a right. walking partner, right. I had to wait for him to get up, but we had a walking partner, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> and he'd yes. be like, man, it's you didn't want to walk there. at five in the morning. <laughs> right. Right. And he'd be showing me the palm trees and I'd be, stop it. I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Um, so there are, there are things that you can do, but fear of the future. First of all, don't be ashamed that you have fear of the future. Because right. we all do every time that you plan. So when I plan doing the podcasting, right? I'm like, who's going to want to listen to me, right? Right. Um, yeah. And then um, my friend with the hand down, right? He goes, Gail, you have got to speak. 
people have got to hear your message stop holding it back yeah I'm like okay okay <laughs> right right okay right um but I was doing Facebook lives to practice right and and realized that you know there are people who need to hear the message that you have the message that I have they need to hear it they yeah. need to know that there are safe cocoons where they can go um, to talk about it, right? And um, people who are not going to agree with you, but they're also not, not going to make you feel bad about what's going on in your life. They will help you find solutions and a path. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's exactly what it's about. So, Ari, if people want to get in touch with you, what would they do? I am very active on LinkedIn. So, the best place to find me there is it's just Ari Bly, A R E E B L Y. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one out there. I know you um, <laughs> and then my website um, is ariblai.com. Um, you can find me there or it's also alignmentally.com. It takes you to the same place. So yeah, look forward to staying in touch with people. Excellent. And so this is Gail Craft from the Empowering Process Podcast. If something in this episode brought something up for you, uh, message us and, you know, just leave a message and maybe we'll do a podcast answering that um, particular issue. If you know someone who could benefit from this, share this out with them. Let them know that this is there. We'd love to hear from you. We thank you for your time. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process Podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com. To learn more about how she serves thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And remember, if you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.